Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in, whether you're watching live on the social networks or listening to us on the podcast streams. We appreciate your participation and involvement on this. Check out all the family of shows over at Tinkering.Space. Tinkering. How's it going, everybody? I'm Jose for the time being. Uh, Nick and Keelan will be taking over uh, in a few minutes. Uh, today's episode, we'll talk about a few articles that we all wanted to share. And uh, let's get this thing started off by uh, talking about comets. And want to share this article because the Neowise comet is something that uh, has been uh, uh, a nightly activity for uh, some people um, in the evening or early morning to uh, take a look at. And uh, this past week was uh, probably one of the last times we will see it uh, for a couple millennia. And thought I'd share this uh, as part of a conversation piece uh, for the episode because um, it's interesting of discovering and exploring all the things that are out there in the world. Um, astronomy has been something that has been um, a small passion of mine for a couple decades now, and obviously has been a passionate uh, topic and subject to be able to do research on. Um, so many advances have happened in the last 20 years. I mean, we have the uh, the, the sun sail uh, from the Planetary Society's um, exploration project that they have been conducting for uh, about two years now. Um, and we also have uh, Elon Musk's Starlink uh, that is in real time right now being set up. Uh, for those of you that have the pleasure of being able to see the night sky um, due to not having light pollution in big cities, um, you'll be able to uh, see those satellites uh, uh in alignment uh, going around the sky. I know that's something that um, it's worth also talking about because that is going to introduce uh, a capability of being able to get online um, without the traditional methods that we have all been using, including what we're using right now to do this. Um, I, for one, am a proponent to being able to have that type of access does it come with some flaws? I think so. Um, it's very debatable. It's a new technology. I mean, one of the things that have been discussed um, during this pandemic is, uh, you know, 5G. Is it something that is worth uh, pursuing? Is it something that is um, questionable whether or not it's harmful to our health? Um it's still too early to tell so many of these new technologies are still in their infancies, even though us, you know, experiencing it, reviewing it has definitely not given us that data yet, but time will tell. Um, as far as the Starlink capabilities, if it's a more affordable way to get internet and a more affordable way to be able to communicate, um, I, I say, why not? Um, with regards to 5g and all these other, 
um, wireless band technologies that have rolled out in the last 20 years um, from edge to 3G to LTE to 4G. There's a lot of things that are coming about. And one thing that I will say is that it, the purpose of these things and being capable of using it is to be able to uh, take advantage of the technology. What are the risks? Still too early to tell. Um, for now, that's what I'm going to share for this episode. Uh, I am going to hand it off to Nick and Keelan, and uh, you guys will see me throughout the week. Uh, stay tuned. Check out thinkgreen.space for any other new content that I'm coming out with. And uh, signing off for now, Nick Keelan, back to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the patients have taken over the asylum. Welcome to Thinkering. <laughs> I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. Jose is out of town for this episode, so you wanted to record that brief little intro for you guys so you don't miss him too much. Um, he will be back with us next week, so don't you worry. Uh, in the meantime, Keelan and I are going to take over this episode, and um, we probably should respond to the article that uh, Jose mentioned first before we jump into our other articles. Keelan, did you want to start? Uh, sure. The, the I have. Uh, well, first let's just take in the fact of we live in a time where we get to hear about these things before they happen or as they're happening, not two, three months later where only the experts were aware. And we just get to, uh, uh, we get, we get a half halfway put together. And that's what it would be a halfway put together idea of what happened from some journalists who barely listened to the scientists. We ourselves get to be fully invested in what's going on. The whole 10 year review of it. So I think that's cool. But I also want to make sure I note anyone who does something from the 90s and is still doing it in the 20s, 20s, you're no longer an amateur. I just want to say that about the uh, amateur, what was it, the amateur astronomer who, um, yes, the amateur astronomer in New York City. Bud, you've been doing it 30 years. You're not an amateur. You're a professional. And I'm kind of proud of you because I wouldn't have mm. any of this information without you. <clears throat> um, but to the comment itself and to the article and, and the the light in the vein that it is shed in, it's as exciting as it is scary to anyone who um, really understands what a three-mile comet is. <laughs> a three-mile comet is not your run around the park. It's not... Um, your cross country that you did in high school. This is three miles of debris and solid material and Lord knows whatever else is out there that we don't even know how to categorize yet. And the scariest thing for me as with any of these things isn't so much as the, the celestial body itself passing by earth or passing through our solar system. It is the debris that comes with it. It is the, possibility of something larger than an entire continent breaking off for, well, not for this particular one, right? But for the most of them, it's something that's large enough to cause such a level of destruction that it affects our ecosystem. That is yeah. always my fear, but within the body of what is right in front of us, within the body of what technology grants us, I think this is just simply amazing. And 
I hope that more of us are able to take advantage of these things than we have in the past. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I think what strikes me kind of head on about this whole comet thing is that, you know, like I, maybe technology is getting better and maybe like you say, anim- amateur astronomers are no longer amateurs so that they are able to relay information that perhaps was once gatekeep, uh, gatekept by intellectuals. Um, but I'm also really fascinated the the number of cosmic events that have transpired in the yeah. last maybe five to even maybe 10 years. I'd say, um, yeah, five to eight, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and it's really kind of strange because I think for me, at least when I started paying attention to it, was the 2012 eclipse on mm-hmm. the the winter solstice. And uh, the, I think that that's when I really started paying attention to all of these cosmic events that were happening. And then every, like, now, like, all I see is, oh, it's a supermoon next right. month. Oh, there's uh, another, there's a triple dog supermoon in the month right. after. And I'm like, wait, when did we, we just have that? Did we, yeah, but, but, but also is like, are these things that have forever and we just never paid attention to them? Or is there a reason that we're kind of being more aware of them now um to me it just seems like maybe it's the phenomena of the internet and exchanging information and stuff like that but um i I, the only thing i can remember about celestial body events and when i was a kid was Halley's comet which came i think a couple years after i was born and you know won't be back for another 70 years or whatever right um I, i totally agree with you it's really weird because of course, when these type of things happen, we're, we won't be the only people having these questions. So there are so many theories floating around about that exact question. And a few of them I've heard make sense. A few of them are just convenient at the same time, but they go along with some of them that make sense, which are, um, you know, some of these events only happen ever so, so, ever so many years or millennia, and we happen to be in that time frame, like now... You know, so there's some people who are saying, oh, not everyone is blessed to see so many celestial events. Myself, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I remember that same eclipse. I remember the winter solstice that year, I believe, had a blue moon and a red moon in it or something of that nature or orange moon. Or, mm-hmm. And that's when I started finding about the purple moon. And then I'm like, wait, OK, this is some interesting stuff. However, I came to that exact same question. Is it only that we're more interested because we have access to the information now? Um, yeah. And it could be a little bit of all of that. I think I think of it the same way as how often you saw uh, your meat substitutes before, let's say, 2006. Right now, think about how many meat substitutes you say you see today in the store. There's almost an entire aisle of them. Right. So I think of it the same way, like some people are going to be out there really trying to help really trying to give you what you need, the information and the the ways to find that information. And some people are going to just profit off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think maybe that's, yeah. 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 I think that may be a, a pretty good point. I think there might be a little bit of a marketing angle going, attached to it too. Maybe it's big telescope, you know, right. <laughs> it's like we have big pharma <laughs> and now we got big tele- yeah, telescopes big telescope. kind of make up celestial events. So people go buy, you know, professional grade yeah. telescopes and stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I, and, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, and and to all of it, it's it's the entire reason we're even talking today, right? Like, it's so interesting that 
without it, you question what would we be what would we be inquiring about without this? Like there, there's something that will still spark our interest, whether it's the unknown or the uh, mundane, like things we do know, but we don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's okay. I'll even say it that way. As a sports fan, dunks before Vince Carter's 2000 dunk contest were not the same as the dunks after Vince Carter's 2000 dunk contest. The dunks mm-hmm. in uh, uh, 2000 aren't the dunks that we see in 2020. I just saw a, a guy, if I can even describe this properly, he like reaches behind him and grabs the ball and whatever. There's yeah. guys who are doing, you know, putting le- all under both legs and then dunking. Mm-hmm. So I think of it the same way again. Um, we we know Haley's comment, right? We also know. Uh, what was that? It, I think it was a solar eclipse, but it was like a midday eclipse. Like we all remember back in the nineties, we were all in elementary school around this time. Mm-hmm. There was that one eclipse and you were out, out, out probably, I want to say, I don't know if we were at lunch, but I know we were outside and for all of 30 seconds, it was dark. Right. Yeah. And it was like, what the hell is, so we all know that there are things that happen outside of our planet that are going that affect our planet or that we can see from our planet. But again, with just the uptick, the upscale of it all, um, nobody's put a market on it yet. There's no licensing on how, who can and can't talk about it or who right. can and can't say what's going on. So if there weren't people trying to profit, I'd wonder if it were even interesting enough to talk about. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can I can definitely see that point. And I think um, uh, you had mentioned a little bit prior to that in the analogy. It's the idea of innovation and then innovation becoming more and more complex. And so, you know, whereas when we were kids, the interest in space was not really as as fervent as it's become Mm -hmm. again. And I think maybe with the, you know, advent of newer technologies and better telescopes and better technologies and more things that we can see we're kind of reinvigorating that love and 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 uh affinity for space exploration so yeah there's probably a big big part of that but i think you know honestly celestial bodies that are traveling are probably the worst case scenario for us so i think it's really important that we start looking at this stuff more and i think you know if more people are interested at all the better because we really need to keep an eye on our skies because we have so oh, many yeah. if, if people if people knew how many near misses we have <laughs> they, <laughs> we would we would all be you know digging bunkers underground because if there's yeah <laughs> yeah no no guarantee it not just that if we were actually told about the amount of near misses how about this we'd be trying to vacate see here here's here's something i also think about it's not just what we do know it's what we don't know I'm not one of those people who believe that everything we're not told is a huge secret. I I think about it and I've said this multiple times, you know, I think about it as they they speak to us like we're children because Mm -hmm. in their mind, we're beneath them in some ways. Right. Um, But to that structure, there is some validity and where the validity comes in is this. Some people can't handle some information. There are people, uh, in the world, like there are people who are in relationships and married and they say, hey, well, if you do something, don't tell me, hey, listen, I don't fall into that category. Mm-hmm. However, there are people who do. 
And because there are people who do, the only thing I can really take away from that is, okay, maybe we don't need to put some information out there, but I I believe I can handle it. So put it and make it available. Something else we are well aware of in our society, specifically America society, nobody reads. Mm. If If it's not pixelated, (laughs) <laughs> or wearing a, a bikini or a pair of shorts or whatever your fancy is, if it's not sc- scintillating to the senses in some way, that was a lot of S's, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's not scintillating to the senses in some way, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. It's not It's not uh, on our radar. And most importantly, above that, if it's not financially uh, profitable or if there's no financial gain, ugh. So I'm I'm really curious as to why there's such an upswing of, of the discussion, but I am also curious um, as to just find out how how is it that we haven't heard about all of these things before? How is it that yeah. now there's an over inundation of information? Well, I think yeah, I think we're just we're swimming and washing a sea of of information, trying to find a life raft. Um, but I think what it, there was a point that I wanted to make, and I think it's because I apologize. Oh, no, no problem. You're good. I, you had brought on the point. I, you had mentioned that people don't read. And I think that um, it's deeper than that because mm-hmm. it's not just the tragedy of people not reading anymore. It's the idea that all we're doing is consuming our information on the Internet and yeah. further how that affects our memory to begin with. Because if you think that if you can read basically a half a book every day, on the internet, mm-hmm. you're not remembering any of it. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, our memory served for information that we needed to hold was mm-hmm. like, that was that was key to our survival. And books kind of had that sort of analog for retaining memories. Mm-hmm. Um, now that everything is on the internet and you're speeding through posts and reading through articles all day long, you don't remember or retain any of it anymore because it's already on in, in a place for you to look back again. Right. And I think um, socially we need to we need to look at the repercussions of that because we're going to have a society who doesn't really re- have memories of the past anymore. They're only just this constant view yeah they're like this constant viewfinder present of what's going on at this moment and they're mm-hmm. holding on to the past anymore and i think it'd be dangerous for us at some point um kind of leading into that you know this this uh jose was talking about starlink and mm-hmm. um you know the initiative to put satellites out into the uh, around the earth so that way we right. can beam 5g technology down to the earth everybody can right. have internet I think you, this you is know really, they say that's for defense, right? Uh, that that's the yeah, but it's interesting because Reagan did something similar called the SDI project, which was right. done in the '70s, put satellites up around for defense, basically anti ICBM satellites, um, which still exists. And I think part mm-hmm. of that's going to be in the Neuralink's repertoire as well, mostly or not Neuralink, the Starlinks, so. the Starlinks yeah, Starlink, repertoire. Starlink. Oh, but I, I, think, I think those two are connected, but we're not going to we're just going to say that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're probably more connected than we'd like to admit. But I think right. what's what we need to also recognize is that they for Starlink, they want to put 42,000 satellites up in the air. Is it 42,000? Yeah, that's the, as many as they are want to that many up yet. But that's their projection. They want to put 42,000 satellites up in the air. Now, I don't know about you, but. 
the idea of space debris and you know this web of of satellites kind of covering the earth doesn't sound all that benevolent to me it sounds a little bit it sounds a little bit diabolical sounds kind of like what you know dr evil would do i was honestly <laughs> thinking i was trying to think there's a few different movies and characters that reminds me of dr evil is definitely one of them mm -hmm. one thousand no 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 ten thousand percent one of those people um and sidebar can we also talk about how dr evil didn't have the worst plan in the world he just executed it poorly yeah it's true <laughs> and um, he didn't really even want that much money either <laughs> no not even he he, yeah. he was worse than the joker see he, excuse me guys we got to do this um so for me the joker had this theory the joker didn't care about balance the joker didn't care about good the joker didn't care about evil the joker only cared about your 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 desires mm -hmm. feeding your desires that was it whereas dr evil there was no desire there it was like okay i see something wrong i'm just gonna destroy it yeah that's get it. a ransom get a ransom for it i'm gonna destroy this <laughs> yeah well is yeah. it about the money well no i'm just kind of <laughs> mad well what are yeah. you mad about well let's sit and talk it is like wait hold on and that's what our government sounds like to me a lot of times it sounds like dr evil like hey i i can push this button i can push it oh. all right i like what you're saying hold on okay let me take some mm -hmm. notes you know it's like that over and over again so my my largest issue is that we are continuously being reminded of characters that characters that didn't intimidate or or set a precedent but that were simply comical mm. and yeah. and we're being reminded of that by the people who are making the tough decisions. Yeah. Or, or no, I'm not saying the tough decisions. They're making the big brain decisions. And, and I don't, I don't even know how to acquire rocket fuel, less knowing know where they keep it. So that's what I mean. Well, when I say big brain decisions, you know, where the dangerous things are. Right. Well, and, and, and honestly, did we get to vote on the Starlink thing? No. Did Earth Earth get a vote on putting this many satellites into the air? No, no, that's a it's a business move. We don't yeah. we don't vote on when McDonald's says they're bringing back the McRib. <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah, that's very true. But it would seem to me that there should be some sort of consensus that this yeah. was what we wanted. If we're basically throwing forty two thousand satellites around our Earth, you got to think about the the possibility for that. Think about it this way: You've seen Gravity, right, with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. All it takes is one for one tiny little speck of space debris to hit one of those satellites and cause a chain reaction right. and where it all falls down to the earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, that's, that's a little bit hyperbolic, but it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I got a better one for you. Um, name something that cannot be weaponized. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. nothing at this point. Right. So um, when we're currently let, I'm, let's let's name off some quick uh, the state of our country. And this is not a slight. This is me understanding where we are and what we're up against at the moment. Mm. And at the same time, looking at some of the decisions that are being made, thinking that's probably not the smartest thing. First, um, th we're not talking about putting satellites around the United States of America. And mm -hmm. our allies, we're talking about putting stuff up around the entire globe, mm -hmm. you know, all, all of Earth. So yeah. that includes our enemies. 
Yeah. Now, if we have enemies right now, I want to say we can only go as American citizens with our passport to 25 countries and counting. Well, I think it's about zero right now because of the COVID thing. So, Well, no, no, no. Yeah. But I mean, uh, uh, COVID and everything else included, like there, I want to say there's over 20 still that we are allowed to fly in and out to, like mm-hmm. on paper. But um, I have to look that up again. So don't, don't take that up with a grain of salt, but understand my point right now. My point is we can't go everywhere um, and Corona and all of that. And we already before coronavirus, before this pandemic, we were already losing allies or so we have we have been uh, uh, persuaded to believe so, not just by the media, but also by reports that were coming straight from our government. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's to think these people aren't going to hack some of this stuff and utilize it against us? That is yeah. a huge fear as well. I am I am always understanding that just because I put hot water on the stove doesn't mean you're not going to throw it at me. Yeah. If there is yeah. no, I don't know what you're going to do with it when you come to it. You, I just left it there, you know? Well, and I think that that's, yeah, I think that that's the intrinsic issue with all of this new technology that's coming out and this, uh, you know, the, the opportunity for advancement always comes with the cost of something. And I think right now we have to be aware of that cost because you're right. I mean, you know, Starlink, is it going to be owned by the world? I mean, or is it going to be owned by a private company? In which case does, think about it this way. If, if, yeah, which is even scarier. Think about it this way. If this certain company doesn't have a, has an issue with a certain country, can it turn off its internet? I mean, if we're going to be using the satellite system to beam internet to the world, could you turn off internet for a country? Man, listen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. Yeah, it's There's the same thing. The DNA answer. harvesting and, thing. It's like you know, you ask for you yeah. you give up your DNA to a, a private company. You don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah, sure, you get and a little. That's draft. What I was going to say we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, sure, you get a, like a little graph of where you're from and all of that stuff. But that's not really a, a I mean, think about it this way. You get a little graph of where you're from. The company gets all of your data, your your biomedical metrics. It, man. I mean, your entire genome. And is you don't even know that you signed that away, you, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm. That's why I'm, I'm, I wanted you to finish. I wanted you to get that part out because that is exactly what I was going to say. We already have so many different things. Listen, let's be honest. We don't know what we sign off on half of these applications. Mm-hmm. You might download an app on your phone. It's a really good app, and it's really helping you. It could be a productive app. It could be a game. It could be something you're just enjoying for five minutes, and you're deleting it later. But when you accepted mm-hmm. that agreement, you could have literally signed your freedom away. Yep. 1,000%. Yeah. It could be done. Yep. I don't know how legally binding it would be. I'm sure we could find it to some extent. But yeah, who terms wants to of service and all. Yeah. 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 Who wants to go fight because of terms of service? And that's what that comes down to. That that is one of the another one of those scenarios where it's like, I don't want to have to add something else I have to worry about. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it wasn't up for public vote. Uh the same way the public didn't vote on uh well, this isn't Earth based, this is California, Los Angeles based, mm-hmm. but the same way we didn't vote on Elon being able to dig underground. The same mm-hmm. way we vote now, we did vote on a Metro Link. Yeah. We did true. vote. On a high speed train. Right. 
but that is not say an underground train and that's no, what we and got that, out of that that train cost us 50 dollars and it's not even one not even one track has been placed in on the ground <laughs> uh, no not above ground yeah, well, that that whole high speed train that was supposed to go from Bakersfield to Merced, it cost it was oh, going to. Yeah, no. They already spent fifty billion dollars on it, and not one train track has been put on the ground. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I thought uh, <laughs> you were talking about the one. Not, okay, so you know they have the one that's going out to the beaches. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, which like comes Metro like to downtown, the, right. the Green Line. Yeah, right. So you mm -hmm. have that one. Then there's supposed to be another one that's supposed to be coming off of the uh, 105. Mm -hmm. Then there's supposed to be the one that's going down Crenshaw. Then I forgot about that one, the one out in the big, uh, out in the desert <laughs> in the boonies. But then uh, they already have the Amtrak going out that way too. That's already there. So it's like, yeah. were they going to swap that out? And with all of that, it makes me also think, even if they put half of this stuff up back, back to the Starlink, even if they were to put Starlink up for a public vote, who's reading all of that? Like, yeah. The majority of the disagreements I have with basic discussion, I don't care what it's about. It could be about sports. It could be about politics. It's always, did you read before you started arguing with me about my point or about my view? Because I read it. Mm -hmm. Like I was interested. So, and I, and I, I always, I dislike when people say, oh, well, what does it matter if I read it? Well, were you interested? Like, I'm not going to argue something that you're not even interested in just for the sake of you getting your energy in a bunch. That's crazy to me. Like, let's yeah. build with each other. We're supposed to be sharpening iron, sharpening iron, iron, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but shame on me. That's how I live my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think that that kind of is a symptom of what we were talking about before. It's the, it's the concept that like, there's so much information out there now that it's almost inconvenient to read. It's almost inconvenient Seemingly, to read yeah. everything that's going on in a particular instance. It's right. easier to read the headline. And then right. you better learn how to skim through some stuff. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, not even having to skim. I know people that just regurgitate headlines all the time without even any critical thought in to whether those headlines are factual or not. So, True. I mean, I argue with one every day, you know, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's my favorite. He, he's, he's one of my favorites. He gets my temperature up every time I'm every I'm time every, you're sitting there like you don't even stand on topic. Stay yeah, with yeah. I'm so arguing true. this one thing. You can bring yeah. up the stuff that I ain't even researched yet. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think no. that that's just kind of a sign of the times. And, you know, hopefully the Starlink thing, uh, thing, just like the Neuralink thing is, is going to be used for good. But I think we also have to be careful about, you know, the, the power that that wields. That wields an incredible amount of power. Oh, an yeah. incredible amount. So we got to keep our eye on that. Um, right. Anything else you got to add before we jump to the next article? Um, not much on Starlink. My, my my last, well, not on the Starlink, my last thing on the comet, my last thing on the mm. comet to anyone listening, anyone who hears this, please, 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 please do your due diligence to find out when and where you can see these kind of events. Yes, we are having them in a large abundance right now, and that is a little, it's a bit unsettling and unnerving, but at the same time, it is beautiful. And if it were to end within the next couple of weeks or the next couple of years, and we were to not have any of these events again, you look back and think to yourself, why did I take advantage of that? Mm. So um, if you can find out where you're located, if you're able to view some of these things, 
I've I've seen a few different things uh, that were celestial events that made me really like, wow, okay, I didn't know I was missing this part of life, but I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. I remember being, uh, I was actually in Mount Shasta for the 2012 eclipse on top of the mountain, which was really kind of nice. cool with a whole bunch of hippies banging drums and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that was pretty fun. Um, all right, yeah. Let's jump on into our next article for the day. And I'll just read the headline for you guys. Pentagon has off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Now, this article is in regards to a new statement that the Pentagon has made about the um, current released UFO videos that we have. Um, Basically, we have three uh, sanctioned UFO videos from the government. Um, they are called the gimbal. They're called go fast. And they're also, there's the other one is called the Tic Tac. Um, you can look those up. This is a, this is a photo of gimbal, I believe, and go fast here. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were released a couple years ago, um, unofficially through Tom DeLong and his to the stars Academy. If you guys don't know that Tom DeLong has, went on Joe Rogan a couple years ago saying that he was going to close aliens and UFOs and everybody laughed at him. And then a few months later they started releasing this stuff. So he might be in on it. He might be, you know, just a puppet or whatever, but it's pretty interesting that he got it all right. Um, And so this new statement from the Pentagon is going to, uh, they said that they're going to give us more information and uh, to the public. So they say that the Pentagon's on and off again once covert UFO program is decidedly back on and will soon reveal some of its findings to the public. So I don't think it was ever on and off again. I mean, you no, know, like, it was never off again. Let's just say. I, I think I think it's like that. um it's that same thing when you wanna when you wanna tell somebody, hey, I'm not doing this, so they don't go do it anymore because you think they were only mm-hmm. interested because you were there. Same thing. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to that club anymore. I just don't like the way the bartender talks to me. <laughs> I love that club. I'm going back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think you know, I think what I should say is that this is all very salacious, and and you know, we've been kind of on the precipice of disclosure for the last few years now. Um, I mean, ever since Roswell, we've been, we've been asking for disclosure, but these past few years have been pretty apparent that the government is willing to give us more information than there, they would have ever before. And um, I wonder to, to me, it seems like there's, there's two scenarios here and they seem pretty obvious to anybody who actually just thinks about it either. This could be alien technology that we were recovered. We have recovered from some sort of crash, or it's another country or our own military uh, playing with experimental technology, and it's so um, compartmentalized that people at the Pentagon don't even know that it's ours. Right. Right. Which I think I, is. I think tough. it's uh, an accumulation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I'm sure. I, I'm almost positive. I, I think about things like this. Um, similar to this episode, if you string it together, you might figure some things out that we didn't say, right? But it's it's the same thing as I've said before. You you can't tell everybody everything, you know. Um, 
we look at our military, all branches, and we know that what we see and what we hear is not the full story. And if it were the full story, I think we'd be disappointed. Like, in all honesty, I think we'd be severely disappointed if this weren't to be a thing. Um, when did the, the UFO attack off of uh, San Pedro was what, 46, I believe? And oh, Roswell was like the battle for L.A., right? Yeah, battle for L.A., exactly. That, yeah. boy, that was 42 and Roswell was 46, something like that, right? Roswell, I, I think, 40, was 47. Yeah, 47, 47. right. Okay, so mm -hmm. maybe 46 and 47, back to back, right? Right, yeah. So, so I look at the 40s, and I'm like, what was happening before that? Not much. You know, um, you really had... Well, you think us. about what happened in the <laughs> mid-40s. What's what that? Do we do? What do we do? We drop the nuclear bomb. Oh, the nukes. Right, 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 right. So wait, you, you jump in my gun. Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Like, even though it's like, wait, did I miss something? No. No, so you're good. <laughs> you think what was happening before that, essentially nothing. Right. Or so that's what we were telling the people. Mm -hmm. And then we got nukes and we got potential probable spacecraft and we got uh, actually... If you even start a little bit before there, I didn't even think of this until just now on air. So forgive me for freestyling, guys. But even if you think before that, the types of science that came out what, or what we are told came out of Hitler's camp, the different mm -hmm. types of radiation that were being uh, experimented on and stuff. Wait, didn't we get microwaves from that? Um, yeah, we got a lot of things. From we got a lot of things. I'm just going to stop at microwaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but so I'm saying in, in so many words, what I'm saying is, they, I don't think they're going to tell you until things hit a certain level. I think the only reason they're telling us now is because we can look back 60 years and say like, whoa, that something that happened 60 years ago is still unexplained today. So if you can mm -hmm. give us just a tidbit of that, just, oh, well, remember those um, propulsion powered engines we were talking about? We said didn't exist. Oh, we figured it out. Hey, right. remember when... Uh, People told you that they saw these flying over this area and the Navy ships were around it. That was us. We were just testing some stuff out. We couldn't really tell you what was going on in, in 97, but in 2020, right. yeah, here you go. You know, yeah. I think it, yeah. it's a lot of that. But at the same time, I think it is, a, um, and this isn't to say the media ploy, like the whole push up. I think some of it has some truth that we just wouldn't be ready, again, would not be ready for it today. I, I would tend to agree that. We they wouldn't be ready if this isn't a secret space program. Our government is dumping lots of, you know, black budget money into a secret mm -hmm. aircraft, which is totally possible. I mean, look, the B-52 stealth bomber, the, you right. know, like the, a, a, the a, what is that, the XR-76 Blackbird or whatever. Blackbird, yeah. Um, yeah, like those were all secret you know, projects and that were uh, denied and denied until they came out until for their came out. until they came out for their debut. So, it's possible that we're going to be debuting a new spacecraft soon, or possible. And here's the theory: is that when we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that created that, some yeah. sort of energetic signal to extraterrestrial life uh, to let them know that we had. We have we had discovered fusion, and I think fusion is one right. of the first steps to interdimensional and uh, interstellar space travel. You have right. to have some sort of fusion reaction in order to get that kind of power. So 
-hmm. we kind of ushered ourselves into the galactic community when we blew up the first A-bomb. Even if by accident. Even if by accident. And so they they likely came here to see what the heck was going on. And perhaps they've, you know, like there's obviously, there's many, many from thousands of years ago that they've been here before. So Mm -hmm. maybe a new set came and... Um, that was part of the Roswell crash. And then you have people like Bob Lazar who claim to have worked on area 51 and say that they Mm -hmm. do have an actual, um, gravitationally driven spaceship that creates like a gravitational magnetic force around it to propel itself and fold space in front of it. Um, so, I mean, like we did, there is a possibility for all of this stuff, but there's also a possibility. And if we want to get a little bit deep, um, there's a possibility that this is all hooey and there are no real aliens. And mm-hmm. the, the idea of aliens is being planted into the human consciousness to give us one final enemy to unite over. To unite over. Yeah. Um, that is probable as well. I, it could to be used but under that same light, under that same mm-hmm. light of what you're speaking of. Um, it could also be used to protect the bigger brains like the Nikola Teslas. Mm hmm. Who, I will say this lightly, who probably was the lar- the most ignored when it came to everything we're trying to figure out right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, he had it figured out. That's right. No, no, that's exactly <laughs> my point. And I think yeah. some of the things that we didn't understand, even about his studies and his findings, I think a lot more of them were natural than um, assumed. Like just just simply mm-hmm. elemental understanding. Hey, this works this way. This works this way. We're afraid right. to use this this way. But if we did use it this way, um, he was also in love with a pigeon. So I'm not going to comment on that either. <laughs> but that that could also lend to the theory that he was one of the first out there, like actual aliens yeah. that were eccentrics. Yeah, right. And um, but I I, I say that to say this. I get to the big brain topic again. We don't know what we don't know. We only mm-hmm. know what they tell us. Mm-hmm. So as long as they continue to tell us that aliens don't exist, aliens don't exist. As long as they allow the movies to be made, then we're going to have the curiosity. Right. As long as they continue to give us these articles and this information, we will find validity to anything that our brain can conceive. So, I don't think we'll ever really be able to um, believe it, even if they were to come out and tell us it was all real, if they were to come out and tell us it was all fake. it would, If they were to come out and say, hey, this is as real as the Twilight Zone, which there were episodes of the Twilight Zone that kind of hit some points too. Yep. But, um, and, and that kind of gets to the, the, the general point is there are so many things, whether we believe it or not, art imitates life, life imitates art. There are some powerful moments and things that can be taken away from these moments and these uh, findings or these articles, these studies, whatever you want to call them, they all come to the same thing. What do you believe in your mind? How does your brain work? What is your perception? And what what faith do you have in a common man to give you the information of what's really happening? Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, let me up the ante for you real quick. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so I can... Up- I can up the ante by saying, would it not be possible if you have 42,000 satellites orbiting the earth to project 
something down to the earth. In terms of, oh, holographically. <laughs> yep. Mm. Holographically. So you, you think that was the harsh version. That was the lighter version of what I was thinking, actually. Mm. Fuck holograms. Well, yeah. Imagine having so much energy harnessed above right. the entire globe that you can imprint shit into people's brain. Yeah. Yeah, you That's might not even have to. Already. You might not even have to project it outward. You could just project mm -hmm. it with into the brain. Now that is that is definitely even scarier for you sure. Can, you can't uh, outrun or hide from that. Right. Well, and you know they have technology. There was a great YouTube video back in the day. It was a there was a billboard for a horror movie in New York. And it what it would do, it used um <clears throat> ultrasonic uh ultrasonic like technology. So that when you're like two blocks away from the billboard, you can hear somebody whispering into your ear and it'll be like, hey, hey, you. And it, every, it freaked so many people out that they had to take the billboard down because they was utilizing what they called the voice of God technology, which we've had in our military for a very long time. And it can beam audio into your brain without you realizing it. So you're you might be a lot closer <laughs> than you than you think, yeah. And this was an actual it's an actual it's actual military you know stuff. They have documents about how they use this in in the Middle Eastern wars. They I would just tell say yeah. Before before you finish that statement, I have to say this to anyone watching: those moments when you think ah uh, that's a little out there. Continue. Yeah, I, 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 I try not to say anything out there that hasn't been proven. So, um, <laughs> but they used them in the Middle Eastern wars to basically be the voice of Allah to the to the jihadists wow. in order to tell them to, you know, put down their weapons or, right. you know. Yeah. So like they've used this voice of God technology before and uh, it's crazy. It's Right. And it's so weird when a lot of these things, because, well, we know these are the kind of things you and I like to research and look up anyway. We just can't help it. They're interesting, mm -hmm. right? A lot of these things, like hearing them now, like we're just even talking about that, it doesn't sound as new to my subconscious as I want it to be. Mm. Like almost like I've glanced over an article or something of that nature or something that mentioned it and just, ah. um, yeah. A perfect example of that is, and I think I've mentioned this before on the show, Argon Shields. It was it didn't make sense to me until it was it was made sense to me. Like, wait, mm -hmm. Argon Shield? You mean an invisible that's real? Okay. What, okay. Or organite? No, not organite. <laughs> so you know the uh <laughs> that's funny. You know the um it's like a it's a the argon crystal, the blue ones. And they almost look like they glow, mm, right? You okay. know those? Yeah. Apparently those can, I think it's like a superheating mechanism that they have to attach to it, mm. but it can be turned into a temporary glass in front of you. Oh, uh, okay. Like a force and for that it's there and you can touch it. And I'm not saying, mm. I don't think it's bulletproof or anything like that. Um, I, don't, I don't think it could take like blunt force trauma or anything, but it can create a a film force field a, a force, force field. thank you a force field in yeah. front of you and it's like what the hell and this is a yeah. real thing um it was on youtube maybe nine ten years ago but i haven't done any looking into it for years 
So I couldn't mm. say like, oh yeah, you could just go find that right now because a lot of things get taken down. I, I haven't been able to show anybody zeitgeist in so long. I don't think that's allowed on you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, light, that, that, that loose, loose change and uh, yeah, all that old old yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of those things. I don't think they're allowed on there anymore. No, uh, no, they got pulled. So, um, <laughs> false information or is it? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm always curious just to find out to what extent some of these things are, are real because I don't think you're going to, I don't think anyone's going out of their way to remove something that's not real. Not on those levels. I mean, these aren't, these aren't influencers and celebrities who have an image to protect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't really know, man. I think, I think 2020 has been such a crazy year. I would not, if we started seeing, seeing aliens pop up in the next couple months. I mean, I think that's the purpose totally of the, the, I think that's the purpose of the mass. Some of, I remember, mm. I think I said this again. Some of them, the the technology isn't allowing them to keep this part of the face for too long. Or this part of the face is already humanoid. Further, what if humans have a coronavirus that would kill the aliens? It'd be good if everybody had to work right and stay indoors. So when the aliens come, they don't get exposed to our viruses. Hmm. Interesting. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Well, we right. are working. We figured and, and, it out, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think um anyone who hears this particular pod, you now know what the next 10 years are gonna look like. And if you don't, yep. then understand why I say read, read, read. Right. Read, read, read. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, anything else you gotta say about the alien technology that we apparently have? Um if I were to say anything else about the alien technology we apparently have, I would either be an alien or be one of the people hiding it. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they, uh, what they decide to give to the public as far okay. as information goes. That's right. Hey, I'm waiting on my visitors pass. Oh boy. Not to area 51. <laughs> I'm just waiting on my visitors pass. I don't know right. where. <laughs> Ho hopefully some kind of an arms, arms facility of, you know, yeah, extraterrestrial we'll nature. Well, um, and, and 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 per the Derek Jeter rules, I won't bring my camera. I just want to see it. I can do that here. It's probably a good. It's probably a good call. Everybody who films a UFO always shoots it on a Nokia anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, what I don't is know. that about? Like, what were they playing a snake? And then they said, "Hey, we'll see a UFO." You can take 4K <laughs> selfies, but for anytime you try to get a UFO, it's like filmed on a potato. I don't get it. Oh, oh no! My, have you seen um, when they try to get a video of an actual uh, alien here? Oh man! Oh, you're you're only thirty yards or thirty feet, not even thirty yards. You're less than thirty feet away. Yet yeah. and still, you can see yeah. the fly behind it well. Right, right, yeah. But it's blurry. Of course, of course. You know, its skin has that technology. If you don't get out of here, yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope that we get to see some pretty interesting stuff, and let's hope that they come in peace if they do come at all. So yes, indeed. All right, let's move on to our final article for the day. And this, oh, yeah. yeah, Space Force, baby. So, uh, Keelan, did you want to, since this is the article that you oh, want yeah. to bring to the table, do you want to start us off here? No problem at all. So, um, for anybody who has Netflix, for anybody who has the internet, um, understand that these, the, the, there is a show named Space Force. 
and there is a real United States Space Force Space Force division of our defense department. So mm. we have multiple branches of government. We have our army, our navy, our air force, our marines. We now also have a space force. Space Force has been put together by our government as a way to kind of bring a lot of things we've been talking about on this episode together. Um, how do you bring together your different departments that work on satellites and missiles that can uh, exit the atmosphere and re-enter the atmosphere, those type of things. Um, when you have so when you when you have as many divisions of military as we do, every single division has someone working on something of that nature. And then you have our allies and every single every single one of their divisions has someone working on these different things. So what we decided to do back in December, our government decided they were going to take this department and make it an entire branch. So through this year, basically, they've been making their headway. They just recently graduated their first uh, group of classes, so to speak, um, towards different things. I want to say some of those, I want to, I know for a fact, excuse me, that some of those things are um, GPS satellite related, mm -hmm. but some of them are also weapons related, right? And I'm just interested to see how much not just how much they give us, but how much headway will make into the difference between what U.S. Space Command was, which seemed to be more uh, exploratory, explorative, excuse me. And this isn't quite NASA because NASA still proceeds with um, the exploration of everything. That's what NASA does. Space Command is still a part of that. But the Space Force is our military branch. Mm -hmm. So we now have a space military branch. I want to make sure I say that correctly and allow properly because there's a difference between uh and there's going to be a million people who are questioning it oh well why do we have nasa why do we have space command and the space force well somebody has to learn how to fly the aircraft somebody has to learn how to shoot the weapons and if need be somebody's gonna have to learn how to survive um space warfare right and um this all sounds like a joke i know but this isn't a joke even when you look watch the show the show comes off very comical. They're, if you ask me, they're making fun of the idea, but I don't think they're making fun of the actual Space Force itself. Listen, we don't understand everything. There are some things about this that are going to seem weird, but mm -hmm. not only have I never been to space, I've never flown what? I don't think I've been Mach 1. <laughs> Let's do it Mach 5. So I tell you what, if you want to get a good uh, a good military benefits package, uh, join the Space Force. Because, oh, yeah. you know, like, you won't be seeing combat at least for the next few years. So if you want to get in there, you might as well get in there now and you yeah. can get that. And you're still, and they're still currently <laughs> training. Right, exactly. <laughs> still currently so you just training. go through basic training and then you go through the academy and then you're good, man. You right. got your benefits. And the rest something, of right. Something I did think that was very interesting, though, is the way they did. They were discussing their uh, and everything I'm talking about, guys, you can go on their website. You can look up articles. They tell you about the recruiting processes. They tell you about uh, where they're getting their um, recruits from. They tell you about the different projects they're working on and what projects they have been working on since it, since their induction. Mm. But um. Their, their recruiting process seems very interesting to me because, again, all of our divisions already have 
every division has their own airmen already. Every division has their own uh, space men already, right? So they're not going to NASA saying, hey, who's your astronauts? Right. They're going to those divisions saying, who's your top? And then they're testing those top and seeing if those top qualify. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting just because these are people who are already vetted with this type of information. So this is a higher level of classification right than just being a regular uh just someone who's normal infantry say no disrespect closer, to anyone. closer to military intelligence than it is to active combat right yeah. right so to speak I, I don't think many of them will ever actually come into um at least for the hope ho- maybe the next 50 years or so oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully not i don't think they'll come into any real war-like scenarios or battle-like scenarios unless it were to be with another human just outside of mm, our atmosphere right and I think Which that that's part of it. Yeah, I think that that's part of it. I think when when we when this first came out, everybody kind of poo pooed it, made it seem like a joke, and you know, like haha, it's so fun. We need a force for well, if our government saying we need a space force, it's because there's already other countries that are already one already. And so, 1, if there are already countries that are going to be able to cultivate aircraft that can fly out of the atmosphere and then reappear somewhere else in the world. We're going to need a space force to defend against that. To defend that. Yeah. So, Somebody who can get there fast enough. Right. And so I think, you know, like a lot of the decisions we make or our military makes, because I, you know, like I can get down on the, the military industrial complex if I want to, but there is something true about this statement that I've heard many generals and stuff say is that the reason that we try to be on the cutting edge of all of this technology is because somebody else is going to. And right. if you're not the first person to get to that point, then you've already, you already have, you're already, you, you're already lost. You've yeah. lost, you know? So um, I kind of understand that. And it's, it's interesting, you know, like maybe in a perfect world where there was no, you know, country competition, we wouldn't have to worry, about, you know, crazy in military technology. But um, right now it seems necessary, especially if we're if have the Pentagon admitting that there's off world uh, alien technology going on, mm-hmm. especially if we got Starlink coming up with the, you know, satellite going to protect those satellites. What if a, right. what if a nation tries to go pull those satellites down? You know, that's going to be space force's job. Mm-hmm. And I also consider that, as we were saying, not just the physical, you have, in, in every branch of military, you have hackers. Mm-hmm. That's what their job is. I think a huge part, and I'm going to close my eyes and be as smug as I can when I say huge part, is going to be who knows how to get in and out of these systems in their mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah. Counterintelligence sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. You, you, we, won't, we no longer have the luxury of... And I say we as a whole, whether you agree with what the government does or not, we are the people who are here. We are the people who are benefiting and or, or excuse me, we are the benefactors and we at the same time are the losers of both sides of this. So we have to say we. Um, mm. I don't think we understand or are ready for how far some people have some of uh, uh, the other countries or other places have already gotten. As an example of that, um, our Space Force was working on something. Now, let's be clear. They've only been around seven months, right? Yeah. But they were already working on 
a, I'm not sure if it was the Starlink, but some type of um, program they had, and they were kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, one of our allies already has a program just like it, and it's about three years ahead of ours, or it's a few, it's a, a, some time ahead of ours. So instead, what we did is we made a contract with them, and now we're just going to help them finish what they're doing and piggyback off of that while learning from them at the same time. Mm-hmm. That is what we have to understand is there's going to be a lot of moments where we stop and say, hey, we think this is a good thing or we think this is a bad thing. And at the end of the day, we don't know jack shit. We're just speculating. Yeah. And um, the scariest part of this to me, the absolute scariest part of this to me is I think we are getting information that is easily five, 10 years old already. Oh, certainly. Certainly. I think, I think by the time we are, we're even aware that we could be killed by something or, or excuse me, affected by something from outside of this earth, it'll be after the impact of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, what they say, the military tech is all is 30 years ahead of civilian tech. So I will believe that you got to think that. And it's funny to me because it makes me wonder why they let Elon Musk do his SpaceX thing. If they have off world technology that can create ships that don't need that. The new Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. Or just the new money laundering. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that not, might be possible. I mean, if we already have off world technology that, that uses, you know, electromagnetism and gravity in order to propel right. itself, why do we need rockets? Uh, yeah, still, it's probably still a because, question. It's probably because each ship costs like a trillion dollars. I guarantee it. It, it. Even if we were able to have a, something like that, it would be at least a trillion dollar ship. Ah, uh, I hear what you're saying. The, the, yeah. the non combustion engine. Right. Yeah. Some of the Graviton engine, that would be a trillion dollar project. And I think that that's interesting that maybe that's one of the reasons that we don't, you know, have very many of this, very many of these tech pieces uh, out in play right now. It's because that they're so expensive that you can only really afford one if you're a developed country. That makes sense. So, you know, that it's. Wow. I never thought about the cost of it. We'll see. No, oh, yeah, it's we'll, got to we'll cost see. crazy amounts. Right. Yeah. No, we'll definitely see. But you're right. I never really actually considered the cost of it. And <laughs> the funniest thing is just even thinking about that. We know that there are so, like sole individuals that make more than the country. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. If, if it was a cost thing, my question would be, why does it cost that much? Does it cost that much? Because of the type, the amount of labor and work that's going to go into it? Or does it cost that much because wherever we need these particular resources from, they're not giving them up? Well, it costs that much. I think it's a little bit of both. It costs that much because it is, I mean, if this technology does exist, then it's, you're using elements that are uncreatable on earth. So you'd need some sort of system to create those elements, plus all the tech and the experience, but it's also government bloat. So Mm -hmm. they're the ones that you know, charge $40,000 for a toilet seat. You know what I mean? So, you know, like it's possible that this technology could cost less if it was in private hands that really wanted to make it, you know, cost effective, but the government can kind of justify giant budgets, you know, even though they might only spend a fraction of that on Uh, same way they do big pharma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Well, then it makes you wonder why is America so so much in debt? Are we building more and more of these spaceships? You know, we got some three trillion dollars of debt right now. <laughs> yeah, and then rising. And rising. Yeah. For multiple reasons, not naming any of them, but right, multiple yeah. reasons. Mm -hmm. But well, I will name one. I will name one. Something I've always considered yeah, not that one. Something <laughs> I've always considered. <laughs> yeah. Something I've always considered when it comes to defense budgets, specifically defense budgets. Mm -hmm. How much of the country's defense budget is allocated to each department and who is overseeing that? Mm. Yeah. It's, it, well, I mean, if, the house, if the House and the senators are overseeing that, we know there's no real uh, no, scrutiny being handed. Yeah. And I don't, or, or no, let me not say it that way. Yeah, no, I'll say it that way. There's no scrutiny behind it. And the reason no. would be anybody that's on that hill is simply going to say, oh, well, it's going to all the military, right? So they're not going to look and make sure that. Yeah, they're the, not going to say no. Five departments, no. it's an even balance. Right. Well, and then you get into well, the who's real to say fun even... stuff. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, no. <laughs> when you get into the real fun stuff, is, is that it's not even the military defense budgets. These are black budgets that don't even hit any sort of books. These are private so, funded <laughs> budgets, 1000%. Hey, yeah. Or and, and government. Yeah. And government, but they just don't well, keep the books. So. Well, you know, and that's what I mean when I say private, private funding, mm -hmm. you're never going to find out who's behind it. And if you were to find out, so I want to say that as we're uh, uh, segueing out, something I always find very interesting about TV, right? There's always some convenient way to get information or some convenient explanation for things. That's not how life works. Mm -hmm. It's just not real. Mm -hmm. So as much as we would like to just punch up and all the answers are there. Like the idea might be there, but the answer isn't always going to be there. I think that's the first step to even making the people who had this information think that we are worthy of the information is understanding how to take it, take some information and say, all right, I don't like it, but it is what it is. Right. And taking the information that you do like and kind of treating it the same way, mm. you know, not, yeah. not becoming so, um, in, not, not weaponizing becoming so involved. It. Thank you. Not weaponizing. I'm about to say not mm -hmm. because becoming so involved with wanting to get to the next man. But yeah, that right. would be it. Not wanting to weaponize it. You don't have to use it against people. It just exists. Or for your own sort of agenda as well. You know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. some of that could be financial. Um, for instance, salt. <laughs> salt shouldn't be so fucking expensive. <laughs> right. That's so true. <laughs> but it is because people yeah. saw a way to profit. So you know. That's and right. and. I noticed that it's a theme of what I my my responses for most of this is if it wasn't saw sought out as profitable, would we even be reading about it? Would we even know about it? Yeah. I think the answer is is that nothing is nothing ventured, nothing gained is you know, like people don't people don't invest in things that aren't gonna return investment. So correct. Sometimes you know, this, this, you know, this, the fact that, you know, even like just the Pentagon reopening their or declaring they reopened their UFO investigation and things right. like the Space Force, it's like, there's a reason, like you said, we may not know that reason, but that doesn't mean the reason's not there. And the reason right. could be a myriad of different things as to why right. we need to justify this type of stuff. So, right. And all of the reasons we come to the conclusion of can all be true. That's the, yeah. I think that's another thing we have to be, as a society, be more open to. Like, more than one thing can be true. That's true. That's very you know, true. 
it, it's not always just like, okay, that's the answer. Like, no, this, 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 and this is the answer. And yeah. this could possibly fit into that same category. Yeah. I think it's like the idea of like, you can't use a univariate analysis for a multivariate issue. So it's like, you can't ascribe one, one modality of analysis for something that's nuanced and has multiple angles to look at things from. Um, right. And yeah, so I think, you know, nuance is good. And okay, so before we wrap up, uh, predictions are, uh, when do you think we will see aliens? Because it's just a matter of when it's going to happen. I'm not saying they're going to be real or not, but it's going to happen. Now, wait, see them, like know that they're here or when do I think they got here or do I think they're already here? Because I no, think- I mean, I think they've been here for thousands of years. So right. Okay. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I, yeah, we- I think they've been here. I think there are much more than just uh, what we consider humans. I think some of the people we consider humans aren't human, but humanoid. Um, mm. Or at least that's the term we've been given for them, right? So in, in true form or in honesty like- from their mouth? Like full disclosure, we finally make okay, official okay. contact, you know? I wanted to say not in our lifetime, but I never thought I'd see a pandemic. Right. If I'm being totally honest, we might see it before the year is out. But That's what if I'm, I'm being yeah, but if I'm being realistic, five, six years. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean I could see de- see it with the they're five. trying to do a soft rollout. Yeah. If that's if they're trying right. to protect people and not and not shock them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I could see the five-year window. I think you might be more accurate with the end of the year. I think. I, I think. I yeah. think Aliens is the final final act of twenty twenty. I really do. I think that wouldn't even be the worst part of twenty twenty. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't it's be at like, all. oh, that that's what you were leading up to. You could have started with this. This. Yeah, you should have started this is with not that. The tip of the yeah. iceberg. Could you imagine how many people would have taken the Corona thing seriously if it was oh like, oh, aliens told us, aliens oh told us, God. we got to wear masks. How about this? <laughs> Can you imagine how fast Corona wouldn't be a thing if the aliens were here? That's so true. That mm. is so true. Because as much as Corona is a thing, and as as many people have been affected i don't oh, think yeah. anyone including our own government would give a shit about a virus of any sort yeah when yeah. they are in independence uh, day <laughs> right you know <laughs> they, like when they are, had the on the rooftops underneath the alien ship right before it blows everybody up <laughs> right it's like bro nobody would be thinking about no virus they'd be right you'd have those people you'd have the people in the bunker you'd have yeah yeah, that just. Put me I mean, in it would it would be in 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 all seriousness. It I hope it doesn't happen because it would be utter pandemonium. Uh, oh yeah, things things would society would fall apart within an instant unless they came down and told us to you know behave ourselves and love one another. You know, or like else. <laughs> or else, yeah, we're gonna unless you learn to love each other. That's right. Well, yeah, we'll oh. blow up your whole planet, or you guys can just be chill. <laughs> right. And look, and I'm not gonna lie. If there was a line to, hey, I'm going with y'all because I know they ain't getting this shit together. I'm in that line. Right. <laughs> I'm in that yeah. line. Yeah. Now, and then just yeah. this has nothing to do with movies, but the way they, you know, they implant so many things into our head. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to go and say, oh, you know what? I know, I know, humans aren't getting this together, so I'm gonna go on the ship with you guys. In the back of your mind, you'd be just waiting for them to probe you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's, you have that's no one pleasant. of the things. 
It's like I don't know. I'm like, do all do all species do that? Do all species right. probe? And, and I would hope, I would hope that probing is an insult to them, to to any celestial uh, uh, extraterrestrial being. I would, I would hope, hope that it is insulting. Probe? You think we all just probe people? <laughs> it's so derogative, right? Like that? Yeah. Or 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 imagine telling an alien oh, or asking an alien about probing, like, oh, are you guys going to probe me? Please don't yeah. probe me. And then you find out <laughs> probing is how it's sex for them. Yeah. And it's, actually, it just, and it's not the way we've looked at it. Or it was just a drunk alien that did it once. And I'm like, man, you just know, Dave time. did that once Fucking 400 Dave. years ago, and now you guys can't drop it. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that actually would be funny. That would be, that the, would be, that would be the goal right there. <laughs> yeah. That would be the goal. That guy, damn Dave. You know, you guys have a comedian named after him, Dave Chappelle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you tell him to stop spreading those rumors, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. That's funny. Matter of, yo, matter of fact, that'd be the real joke. We banished him to Earth. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been having a hell of a time. <laughs> hell of a time. You guys think he's a comedian. He's just an asshole. Yeah. Oh, man. We didn't want to deal with him, so we unleashed him upon your world. <laughs> right. And, and see, and that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, Aliens are put in front of us in some respects as this scary thing, but it's like to me, anything that comes from somewhere that's not Earth and you want to come to Earth and you this is whether it's fun vacation or what, you have to be one of the funniest fucking pe- things in the universe. There's no I way mean, you definitely, definitely got to be interesting. That's for sure. Well, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah. if you don't have a sense of humor, I'd be confused as to what the fuck, because Earth is a big ass joke. Yeah, well, I'm sure they know that. I'm sure they know that. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> I'm sure and they if, see us and they're like, oh, look at these cuties with their nuclear missiles thinking they're so tough, you know? You <laughs> like, know? Oh, you, I have a missile. I have a missile. I, and, and think about that. Start yeah. from government and work your way down all the way to the lowest level of citizen. I have nukes. You, I have nukes. I have missiles. I have missiles. I have a gun. Yo, I have a gun. Mm-hmm. I have a sword. You have a sword. Mm-hmm. I have a knife. I have a knife. I have fists, you have fists. I'm gonna kick you, I'll kick you back. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a joke. It's, a it's all combat. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right. So, well, um, let's see. Anything else to add before we wrap up? Uh, for those who have not, shameless non plug, but unfortunate plug, freebie. Um, check out the show, man. Space Force is actually funny. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me, everything I had been reading about space force it really coincides with the show and i agree with nick to say that they didn't know of each other is a little insulting to my intelligence but um i think it gives great precedent for those who can't like we were saying the people who can't handle certain things to not go overboard with comments and, and you know some people might like the show but not per se like the government might cause them not to watch it right but as far as insight just into how other people are looking at outer space and the mission to get there and or defend it, take a gander. Um, and to add to that, by all means, give us some feedback. Tell, tell us we were great. Tell us we were trash. We like it. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we really appreciate it. Again, Jose will be back next week. Um, please check us out our website thinkering.space we also have our facebook page that is thinkering talks we have an instagram page for thinkering that is thinkering podcast 
And you can also check out our uh, sister shows to this show. We have Keelan's If Numbers Can Talk. You can get him at Instagram, If Numbers Can Talk, with underscores between each word. Um, then we have Joe bringing back, and I think he's going to dig into his archive a little bit. He's bringing back the plank with Joe. Um, so stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up in the next week or so. He's He's got an Instagram at the plank with Joe on Instagram. Um, Exofathom tomorrow night, guys. So if you're interested, please join me tomorrow night at 8 p.m. We're going into our dream conversation. You can follow us on Instagram at Exofathom. All one word. Uh, thank you guys. Leave us a like, subscribe, comment. Let us know how you feel because we really do appreciate interacting with you guys. We do really appreciate you listening. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week for Thinkering. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. Thank you.